0: You're back with the Tales from the Honky Tonk podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host Jay Wolf.
1: I'm your other co-host Tyler Lovell.
0: And we want to just thank you guys uh, for the first week. We had over a hundred views, I think, in total, about 130 overall platforms. So just thank you guys for listening, for uh, commenting, for sharing uh we are excited for the direction of which this podcast is going to go and we're excited to announce that this episode episode two is sponsored by justin jones
1: yeah uh i was actually kind of surprised to hear that we had over 100 views in the first week i'm not gonna lie i expected to have like five to ten yeah so, so uh thank you all for joining in and supporting the podcast
0: yeah, so let us know. Let us know what music you guys are listening to, stuff that you want us to talk about, comment on. Um, any new music from this past week, last week that we've missed that you want us to circle back around to, we are willing to do that. Uh, so let's get into our country fixins for this week. Um, starting off, uh, we're going to have Tyler do a tribute to Johnny Cash.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So Johnny Cash's birthday was earlier this week. I don't remember exactly what day. I believe I think you said it was the 26th. You looked it up?
0: Yeah. I'm Which sure. I think
1: would have been Monday. But, um, yeah, I really like Johnny Cash. Um, I kind of got into his music a couple years ago. Once I started kind of getting back into country music more and kind of stopped listening to the radio as much. And then I started, like, searching for songs off of YouTube to ads. And I was like, oh, I'll go check out Johnny Cash again. And uh, the thing I like about him is uh, his music is very storytelling because it's especially or excuse me, it's very much like the songs of that era. although songs seem to have a lot more storytelling than a lot of the more modern songs. Some of my favorite songs by him are probably There Ain't No Good, Chain Gang. Um, I just recently found out he did the story of John Henry, kind of put that into a song, which that's my favorite of those uh, tall tales or whatever the more literary correct term for him is. That was actually really cool to see. I also like One Piece at a Time, that's probably my favorite song by him, and um, Ghost Riders in the Sky. He was pretty influential as a country artist as well. He kind of bridged the gap back in the day between folk music and country music in its more early beginnings. Um, some of his songs also touched on civil rights issues, as well as um, prison reform, which songs like Folsom Prison Blues and There Ain't No Good Changing, Gang, I think, kind of help with that. But yeah, I really liked uh, Johnny Cash's music. Happy birthday to him.
0: Yeah. Happy and, birthday, uh, Johnny.
1: Guess we'll be moving on then
0: yeah just a comment on johnny cash i the song for me that always sticks out when i think of johnny cash is hurt the cover that he did of the nine inch nails song like one of like the last songs where he's just reflecting on his life and i think it's just powerful but yeah it's interesting that you point out how he like bridged the gap between country and folk because i think more of that folksy vibe is what a lot of younger maybe not younger but like 30s 20s like late 20s people that listen to country music associate with country music is that folksy element to it
1: yeah i actually didn't realize there was much difference between the two until i read that and then what i was reading in my research kind of pointed out more of the difference between the two to me
0: It reminds me of um which we'll get into alan jackson later but it reminds me of alan jackson's song gone country where he's going through the different scenarios of the different people that are thinking that they can just switch to country music to make money. And there's the one guy where he's like, it's like a folk singer and he's like, Oh, that stuff doesn't sound much different than Dylan. So yeah. then he switches to country music. Um, Yeah. Funny, but yeah, keeping on with uh this week's country fixins, Miranda Lambert was celebrating her first number one hit as a songwriter, which she has other number one hits as a recording artist, but this was her first one as a songwriter for Morgan Wallen's thought you should know. Um, So shout out to Miranda. She is amazing. And speaking of Morgan Wallen, we're going to get into some contentious topic here with Morgan Wallen dropping One Thing at a Time, his newest album, 36 songs long, almost two hours in length. Um, Tyler, what did you think of the album? I know you have some strong opinions.
1: I thought it was quite lengthy. Um, I'm not going to lie. Before we get into the Morgan Wallen thing, I just want to say I was actually kind of surprised that this was Miranda Lambert's first time number one as a songwriter i kind of figured or i just felt, thought maybe like back in the day she had more number ones but i also don't know if she wrote like gunpowder and letter stuff like that because i feel like gunpowder and lead probably would have won awards back in the day but um yeah getting into morgan wallen i'm actually not the biggest morgan wallen fan i don't I guess I just don't personally care for him. His his voice kind of has like a whiny tone to it to me. Not necessarily trying to call him a whiner, but he has a very, his music seems to have a very whiny tone to it. And then the songs that don't, unfortunately for me, just have way too much auto-tune. Like when I was listening to the new um, album, a lot of the songs, especially once they got to the chorus, I felt more like I was listening to a robot singing. Than an actual artist. Not gonna say he's not a talented singer, but there's just a little too much um, auto tune for me. There, there was a couple songs that I liked on the album. Out of the thirty-six, there was only two of them that I actually liked. One was "Money on Me," and the other was um, "Tennessee Fan." Obviously, going back to what I talked about last week, towards the end of the uh, episode. Um I really like Tennessee fan because it's about Tennessee beating Alabama and then him switching a Alabama girl's opinion to being a Tennessee fan, but all in all, for me, I was overall not just not a fan of this album
0: yeah, I, as soon as I heard the Tennessee fan song, I immediately thought of you. I was like tyler is going if Tyler likes any song on this album, it's gonna be this one.
1: Um, yeah, it's one of the very few common grounds between me and Morgan Wallen is we are. Well, actually, I guess I don't know if he likes Alabama or not. It was just more so making that songs. I know he is a Tennessee fan and he is from Tennessee, but I will say this: um, I did see a picture of him in a leather jacket earlier this week, and I must say. Even though I don't really care for his music, he is quite a drippy individual. He does have a good sense of fashion. I kind of was rocking with his leather jacket pretty hard.
0: So so Morgan Wallen getting a little bit of love from Tyler. Um, He's not going to get that much more love from me, actually. I was quite shocked going into this. Um, I'm a Morgan Wallen fan. I definitely enjoy his music. I was very shocked with what I heard. So I'll go with the highlights before I go into the lowlights. Highlights for me were born with a beer in my hand. When I heard that first song on the album, I was like, all right, this album is going to be a banger. Like this is going to be great. I appreciate throughout the album, there's the theme and the struggle with alcohol, which we all know that he has had those uh, incidents for public indecency, all that kind of stuff. So I just appreciate this toil in the album. Uh, To me, it shows a lot of growth for him as a person. And him as an artist. And going on, uh, Man Made a Bar. I thought that was very clever. Um, how it's talking about how God made a girl and like how like this is the greatest creation, but he didn't make something for guys to go to when they uh get their heart broken by a girl, so then man made a bar. Um really enjoyed that. That just feels like a classic country song to be listening to. Um 98 Braves. I was telling Tyler about this earlier today. I really like that song, and being a baseball fan, I appreciated the reference to the '98 Braves. I'm not old enough to remember the '98 Braves, but as a baseball fan and fan of baseball history, I know that the Braves were called the team of the '90s. However, they only won one World Series in the '90s, so they're really not the team of the '90s. Sorry, Braves fans. It's probably the Yankees. Yankees won several, and I hate the Yankees. I don't want to admit that. Um, so I, I, I could feel Morgan's pain being uh him being a 98 Braves fan and then now going through this heartbreak with this girl. So I thought that was clever. Um I know Tyler you said that there's a cover of that song that was really good, I believe.
1: Yeah, um there's a up-and-coming uh female country artist named Erin Kinsey and she actually did a cover of it of just her playing the guitar sitting on a staircase singing it. and she did a very good job of singing. It. I would highly recommend checking that out on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to look at that. Um, another highlight, um, I really, for the most part, like the singles, especially um, Don't Think Jesus and then Thought You Should Know, obviously talking about the number one hit, I think they're just both beautiful songs. Uh, Don't Think Jesus. I think that Morgan's really touching on a crucial part. I mean, he's from the South, Bible Belt. There's a lot of... Uh, people like christians that act judgy and act hypocritical um just just the way it is and i think that's a lot of things that people have problems with um and to kind of see where you see morgan's not perfect morgan wants to lash out but he's getting judged by these people and he keeps saying like i don't think jesus would do it that way but then he also gets to the point where if morgan's saying that if he were jesus like he would essentially say to hell with him like because he's just that messed up of a person but then there's that aspect of redemption that you see kind of throughout this album of a man that's been broken that's trying to find redemption you see it in this song where he's like I don't think Jesus would do it that way um because right Jesus chooses to love sinners and I think that's a pretty cool aspect of that and then thoughts you should know that reminded me of a lot of mama's song I believe it's titled by Cody Jenks where it's just that letter to your mom just letting her know that even though she's raised a wild child like that wild child is kind of finding his path and making things right so i really like those two singles lowlights for me on the album is the length of the project like tyler touched on 36 songs in two hours basically worth of play time is just a lot to sit through um especially when for me i probably only liked a third of the songs i probably liked maybe just over 10 ain't that some i didn't like that song um i know that was popular on tiktok yeah so it was well,
1: i had high hopes for it after hearing the uh chorus of it and then i heard the rest of the song and then i was actually a little bummed out with the overall experience of it
0: i didn't like sunrise yeah sunrise was a song another song that i tried to listen through and i was just like this is just right. not for me man And overall, like my biggest grief with the album is the trap done drums slash production on so many of the songs. And I will stand by, I don't think that that type of production belongs in country music. I think it just doesn't fit. I don't think I've heard a producer use it in a way that where it sounds creative and it still sounds like country music and like something that I enjoy listening to. So if you guys disagree, let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, But I to me, that's just not it's like mixing something that just doesn't oil and water just doesn't quite sound good. It just sounds to me, it cheapens the experience of listening to country music. Um, But overall, I love the toil of this album. I don't want to completely dis Morgan on this because I I see the depth that he has at certain points in the album and that to me those are the highlights is to see that depth that toil this man that has been broken has went through controversy went through hardships is trying to atone for his sins he's really just walking that path and i am excited to see where this goes from here hopefully he builds off that theme continuing and this isn't just one off but overall i'd give this a five round
1: I would probably score it lower, I'd probably, I wouldn't give it, I'd give it a four. Um, There was another song on there that I was really, when I seen it, I was like, oh, this might, you know, this might be pretty good. And I was kind of excited for it, so I started listening to it, and that was uh, Keith Whitley. Um, And he starts off by referencing um, I'm No Stranger to the Rain. And I thought the song was going to ha- have a lot of elements of like Cole or Swind- er, not elements of those songs, but elements similar to Cole Swindell's um, Heads Carolina, where he references the song by Jody Messina and then builds a story on it, as well as um song for another time by Old Dominion, where they reference a lot of old country songs and make kind of a storyline out of it. I was thinking this Keith Whitley one was going to be that with Keith Whitley songs and unless I missed some of them, the only ones I heard were I'm no stranger to the rain, which he used that one very well. I felt but then towards the end of the song he uses Miami, my Amy and it really didn't feel like it was used in a way that made sense to the song other than to set up a rhyme for or something to rhyme the next line with but maybe i missed something in the song but that was just kind of that was the track i actually once i seen it was probably most looking forward to and was the most let down by
0: when yeah when trying to figure out what to score this album the the hard part is like the 11 or 12 songs that i liked i was comparing it to last week's uh gravel and gold by Dirk bentley and i was like the songs that i do like off this album, I think are better than the entire gravel and grown album. However, it, there's just a lot of other stuff that weighs it down in my opinion. Yeah. Tyler, what would you score this? How many rounds are you giving it? Four, four, four rounds of Jose Cuervo.
1: Yeah, I'd give it four rounds. I w- don't want to score it lower because I feel like that's being too harsh for on it. Cause like, I'm not going to knock him for releasing a longer album if he wants to, but it was just the way the songs, sound and everything and I don't know I just wasn't the biggest fan of this album but I felt like giving it below a four was too harsh
0: yeah that's fair alright so moving on from Morgan Wall I'll I'll cover some other singles that were released uh, this week Wrong Right Now by Tyler Garden and then Strawberry Wine and Cheap Six Pack and Cheap Six Pack by Travis Denning I scored both of those two I'm sorry I just did not find those songs enjoyable to listen to would not go back Um, couple spring breaks back by Priscilla Block I typically like Priscilla's music Um, so I was a little disappointed by this one I gave this one a 4 however I think that what she's going for on the album it does or on the song it does sound like a spring breaky song and she does have some good imagery and some good lyrics and they're just personally wasn't my favorite um after that there's running by ingrid andrus and jp Sachs. i gave that five i somewhat enjoyed the song i thought it was uh pleasant to listen to it didn't fully sound the most country to me but i didn't hate it by any means i don't know how often i would go back to it after that there was hey montana by chase matthew and down in flames by Keenan smith Gave both of those six rounds. I enjoyed those songs uh, better than the other ones that I've just mentioned. thought they were pretty solid. And then, to me, the best single that I heard this week um, was Tough Country by the Panhandlers, Josh Abbott Band, Flatland Cavalry, William Cargreen, and John Bowman. So I gave that a eight. So a big score for Tough Country. thought that was a beautiful uh, song that they did there.
1: Yeah, I'll have to check out that new Ingrid Andrus, um song. I didn't realize she released one, but I really liked her um, song a couple of years back, uh, More Hearts Than Mine. That was actually when I first heard that song. That was one of those songs where I, like, I listened to it like 20 times that day. Oh, nice! So I was like, this is catchy. So I'll definitely have to check that one out. Um, the only new song that I've seen this week, like that's from this week was... A song from yeah, it was Ashton Brooke Gill, and it was uh Cure for My Restless Heart." I'd give that um six rounds. It was a pretty good song. I think it's the first song I've from her that I've heard, but I thought it was a pretty decent song, so I'll give it a six out of ten rounds.
0: Yeah, something that I've thought about as I've started to do this. So, uh one of someone that kind of inspired me to start this was grady smith if you guys follow him on youtube shout out grady smith um but i feel i listen to his taste it's definitely shaped a lot of my own so i'm looking for more of like that the lyrics looking for more of like that authentic sound so yeah sorry tire garden sorry travis denning but just didn't cut it for me this week but moving on from the country fixings we're going back into our top fives so if you guys remember from last week uh we went over top five, Brad Paisley, top five Alan Jackson, where Tyler shared his Alan Jackson top five, and I shared my Brad Paisley. This week we are gonna flip it. Um so just a recap, last week for Brad Paisley, I had my top five being number five, waiting on a woman, number four, letter to me. Number three, he didn't have to be. Number two, uh whiskey lullaby, and number one, where when I get when I get where I'm going. So, Tyler, you want to refresh the audience on your top five from Ellen Jackson.
1: Yeah, so going in um, ascending order, um, at the bottom of the list was Small Town Man. At number four was Living on Love. At number three was Hard Hat and a Hammer. At number two was Mercury Blues. And at number one was Chattahoochee.
0: But yeah, all right. So we're going to swap it this week. So um, I will start with the top five Alan Jackson songs that I had. So you guys remember Tyler's list. So my number five, and this was kind of hard to think about, um, but I'm going to choose Remember When. I just think that's a beautiful song of just reflecting on life. I, If you remember last week, I was picking like my favorite lyrics from the songs. It's kind of hard for this one, or something that stands out, because the entire song is just this reflection i think that it just all flows together so well um i'd say probably what stands out to me the most is the first two uh verses when it's remember when i was young and so were you and time stood still and love was all we knew and then it goes to remember when we vowed the vows walked the walk gave our hearts made the start and it was hard we lived we learned uh life through curves there was joy there was hurt remember when so that's more the season of i'm in in life so i think that that's kind of where i'm going to gravitate towards in the song um so it's kind of it was kind of surreal to re-listen to this in preparation of this podcast to be in that beginning portion of the song and then realize that the rest of the song is coming and it's coming faster than you think because um i don't not sure let me see how old alan jackson was when he. Release this song. It came out in two thousand three, and Alan Jackson is sixty four now. So he was about forty five uh, when this song came out. So it's like, I'm sure it's coming faster than I think. Um, but yeah, so number five for me is "Remember When." Number four, "Drive" for Daddy Gene. This is just a classic song, in my opinion. There's a lot of classic Alan Jackson songs um this song specifically i can remember my grandpa having me drive down the dirt road to our house and i was like a little kid like he should not have been letting me drive and i remember just swerving and all that stuff but it was really cool to have like that experience and then we all or at least a lot of us have like those fond memories of learning how to drive and having uh whether it's a grandparent whether it's a parent someone else like an older sibling whoever it is teach us how to drive um definitely something that we look back on uh the lyric that i chose from this song to reflect on was when he it's in the second verse where he said i'd sit up in the seat and stretch my feet out to the pedals smiling like a hero who that just received his medal kind of like that just reminded me of like the first time like really driving and just feeling like so successful uh feeling that sense of triumph that sense of freedom that comes with being behind the wheel um that's just a song that i'll always gravitate back towards whenever i'm wanting to be reflective so number five remember when number four drive for daddy gene and then number three uh, is where i come from so this song is what introduced me into country music this is probably close to if not the first country song i ever heard and i remember the corny cheesy wacky lyrics of the song or at least that's what it sounded like to me as like a Three year old little kid listening to this, and just the imagery where it's just a story that he's telling about where and like these people he's interacting, he's just telling them where he comes from. Um, so the lyric for me for that song is in this, I believe it's the second verse again, where he says, Well, I paid the tab, and the lady asked me, How'd you like my biscuit? and she's and he says, I'll be honest with you, ma'am. It ain't like mama fixed it. And as I was listening to it this time around, I was just like, oh alan jackson just flamed them and he's like talking in like a cafe or wherever diner in detroit like around the detroit and being from michigan i was like that's really savage so you just got alan jackson just flaming people and then being like well where i come from so that is a top tier song for me that's number three uh number two it's five o'clock somewhere. And the lyrics for this are that whole first verse where he's talking about the sun is hot work. day passes, like molasses in wintertime, but it's July getting paid by the hour and older by the minute. Um, boss pushed me over the limit. Could call him something. Think I'll just call it a day because I think all of us that have worked a nine to five, all of us that have worked like that type of like those those long grueling hours can relate to this. This is such a relatable song. I can definitely remember like sitting in the work day and like listening to my music and like this song would come on and be like, yeah, I could go for a hurricane right around now too. I get it, Alan. Like that sounds great. And then to top it off, you get the feature from Jimmy Buffett and it's just, this song is what I want to listen to by the ocean. It's a nice cocktail in my hand. It's like just the perfect vibe. And it's quotable too. Like, I feel like I, I hear non-country fans say it's 5 o'clock somewhere. And I'm not sure if like that phrase originated with this song. Maybe it didn't. But that's always what I'm going to think of whenever I um, hear someone say that is the Alan Jackson song, 5 o'clock somewhere. And then, number one, Tyler and I are in agreement with this one. It is Chattahoochee. I don't think that it could be anything else. This song is just... This might be my favorite country song of all time. That's how big of a song to me this is. I just yeah, love this song. The line, the classic line from the song that to me is the most iconic is when he says, "I settled for a burger and a grape snow cone." That's just like who thinks of that? Like this is so random and like like just like it just paints like that picture. It's like not generic in any way. It's like. Specific. it feels like summer it feels like summer um there's this coming of age se- se- like sense in this song that i just love and yeah just chattahoochee is a fun word to say like when he yeah, you know, when he's talking about it, it gets hotter it's like like we're gonna talk about like what he says that it's hotter than like that's just so again alan jackson being savage alan jackson's low-key a, a savage and i love it
1: i remember the first time that you, your wife, and I were in my truck together, and we—I played this song. She goes, "This song sounds inappropriate."
0: <laughs> but it's like Alan Jackson to me is like one of the most, like maybe innocence—not the right word—but like one of the most family-friendly. <laughs> but then you listen to this song, and then you realize there's like, "Oh, <laughs> that's what that's saying." I'm like, "Oh, that's so savage to me." But yeah, that's my top five Alan Jackson songs.
1: Yeah, I think. I want to preface this. The, the Alan Jackson one, in my opinion, was very hard to do because he has so many songs where it's like, oh, I could easily make a top five list if I put these five songs on here and no one's going to disagree with me. And then at the same time, it's like, but he's also got all these other songs. I can make this top five list and people aren't really going to disagree with me either. So,
0: yeah. But going like, back
1: I- to the line you talked about in Chattahoochee, um, Sell for a burger and a snow cone, as well as the line that comes after it, I dropped her off early, but I didn't go home. Those are arguably, in my opinion, probably the two most iconic lines in country music. I think any country music fan, if if they heard those anywhere or heard someone say them, they would instantly know what was being referenced.
0: Yeah, and let's let's give a shout out to Alan Jackson for being a gentleman in this scenario. Like the man's like trying to get lucky. She she wasn't ready. he's like, Alright, I'm not gonna push it. I'll drop you off early. Uh, I'll then go get hammered like, down by, gonna, by the river. I'm gonna go swim. Like he's got his priorities set. Like this <laughs> Like he's gonna go swim in the Chattahoochee. I'm just like, all right.
1: Gonna go I'm gonna, have a case race with myself down at the riverbank.
0: Gonna have a nice Nice burger, nice burger, and a nice grape snow cone to cool off. Going to go jump in the river, have a pyramid of cans, have that yep. moonlight. Like, it's just it's like, it's just, it's so. He's so chill about the entire, like, whole process of it. He's like, yeah, this is where this is where life is right now. Is it's not, it's not with girls. It's not with anything else. It's the river, swimming in the river with my friends.
1: Yeah, I like in the music video when he's water skiing with blue jeans on too
0: yeah that's iconic
1: plus his his life vest i have the whiskey riff button down with the print of his life vest on it yeah really one of my favorite shirts
0: yeah when my wife and i went to nashville this past fall we went to his good time bar uh in downtown and i remember when the song came on in that bar from like a live band playing it. And I was just like, yes, this is life. This is the pinnacle of country music life. This is great. But yeah. So your top five, Brad Paisley, Tyler, go ahead.
1: All right. Let me, uh, pull back up here. Um, starting at the bottom of the list, I had remind me, which is a song he did with Carrie Underwood back. I want to say 2012 or 2013. I remember being in middle school when it came out. Cause I think it would be 2012. Cause I had it on like my very first iPod, which was like an iPod four. And I think I was in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I just remember, I don't remember why I liked it so much. I just really liked the song. <laughs> so I was like, when I was making this, I was like, I guess I, I was like, I have to throw it on there somewhere, but I don't believe it was really that great of a song. I was like, it was just younger me being obsessive with it. Yeah. Um, Number four, I put mud on the tires. That's a song I remember hearing way back as a kid, you know, like single digit age. And then even to now I still listen to it a lot. Um, Taking his brand new truck off roading. I don't sounds like he brings it out a little farther than I probably would bring my truck cause I don't like it when my truck gets that dirty, but great song really liked it. Number three, I put whiskey lullaby. I know you put it, I think you put it in second place on your list didn't you last week.
0: Yeah, that's correct.
1: Um, again, probably the saddest country song I've heard be hard pressed to find a sadder one. Maybe if you dig deep enough, you can find one. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good ballad song. I think um, it actually would probably fit well in a lot of like sadder movies that are set in the country or more country-themed movies. If you needed a sad ballad song, I think that would actually be a really good choice. Um, Second place I put letter to me, I think I touched on this last week when you brought it up, was um, we've all, even probably you and I in our young ages have kind of come to the consensus where we're like you know if we could go back in time and talk to 17 year old self like he does in the song there is stuff that we would actually you know probably tell him like hey in these next few years you're going to want to do this or you're not going to want to do this or this would be a good idea versus this would not be a good idea just offer some advice or even just to give like a heads up like hey here's what's you know, coming for you once you leave high school. That girl not liking you back is not going to be the epitome of your problems no more. And then, number one, my favorite song by Brad Paisley is "Um Country Nation. It's a really fun song. It's pretty upbeat. It kind of goes with that windows down, radio up, country vibe. I also really like the music video for it, where it's all the uh, college football mascots Um, doing like everyday nine to five jobs. Like you have, I think the Michigan State Spartans mascot is out like as a pizza delivery guy. (laughs) Um, It was a really, I remember the first time I seen it, I thought the music video was really funny that at the end they all come together to play a game of football. So those are my top five Brad Paisley songs.
0: Again, with both of these artists, it's so hard to pick a top five. And if someone else has a different top five, then you can't really argue with them. Yeah. The catalog on both of these guys is just so deep. But yeah, so that's our that's our top fives. Let us know what you guys uh, want to hear us do a top five, top ten of next. Is it another artist? Is it the type of song we're talking about, Whiskey Lullaby, being potentially the Saddest Country song? Should Tyler and I do some research and actually confirm that to be true or not? Who knows? But moving Give a on, top
1: five list of contenders that could beat it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Moving on, we're going to go to another segment. Um, something that we didn't include last week, but what we're going to include this week is Small Town Life. And something about Small Town Life that Tyler and I both very much appreciate is Bar Night Trivia. So, Tyler, how about you talk about what you and Justin Jones got to experience this past week?
1: Yeah, so... When we say bar night trivia, like if you have like your local dive bar or whatever, just your local you know hometowns small bar hole in the wall bar they offer trivia night um I think it would definitely be worth checking out. I know um once you had moved back to Michigan for a few months, the main thing you wanted was for us and our other friend to become regulars at a bar somewhere, so we we basically found probably the most small town bar we could think of. I mean, the only thing that really classifies that town as a town is the fact that there's a bar in an electric company. <laughs> it's the only two businesses in the town, so. But um, also, the
0: bar doesn't have Wi-Fi at all. <laughs> you have no yeah. cell, cell service. You have no Wi-Fi. They have a sign there that's like, "Talk to someone." Like, we're not going to get Wi-Fi, so it's like, it's right proudly small town and i love it so
1: yeah it was and they they have some pretty good food too i'm not gonna lie but they have um trivia night there on thursdays and i remember justin jones or i'm just gonna refer to him as jj from now on um kind of seen it on the menu i think it was the first time we brought you there and he brought it up was well hey they have trivia night and you like trivia so Maybe we should try that. So I think it was like either the next week or the week afterwards we actually tried it. We showed up and we won on the first night because off of that, um, it was off of the chess question. Yeah. But we ended up, you know, basically every week since after that point, just going there. I mean, there was a few weeks we took off either due to inclement weather or other reasons, but it was a lot of fun, and I think for a lot of like these small town bars and stuff i think that's a good way to draw in you know especially on thursdays i think thursday is a slower night because more people it's close enough to the weekend or i guess it's during the week so you don't pull a lot of people but it's also close enough to friday to where people are gonna be like "No, nah, i'll just wait until tomorrow to go out for a beer or something after work or whatever so i think them doing it on Thursdays especially, but just having like a trivia night and being able to like do something to pull people in is very good for their business. And I think it's very helpful if people show up and support those decisions and those like special event type things that a lot of small town bars do. Cause I'm, I'm sure this isn't the only one that does, you know, trivia night.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, one of the things I loved about Trivia Night at a small town bar is I'm sure it feels this way. Actually, yeah, I know it feels this way other nights too, but um it's just the fam like the communal aspect of it. Like we got to know like all the other teams, like they got to know us a little bit more, like we got to recognize people. And I thought that was really cool. It just it's like small town life, like living in a small town where you can go to the grocery store and run into 10 people you know all like in a microcosm in a small town bar so i just i like that feeling i remember when we went for breakfast the day after thanksgiving and you had the regulars that were coming in and like waitresses knows all their names i'm like that to me is just so ideal to like be a regular to like just know people i think that there's something special with that yeah Yeah, Uh, it was
1: a lot of Fun And then of course, you know, since the new year started and you guys have, you know, since moved back out of state, we, we really hadn't gone until JJ and I finally just went this week as just the two of us. And then we still ended up winning, which was actually kind of (laughs) cool. Like it was kind of like the, 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 it felt like the return scene. I don't know if anyone here has seen the movie Rango or not the movie with the lizard. (laughs) They kind of like bullshit his way into the becoming the sheriff, and then he like leaves. Then he like goes on his little spiritual journey once he leaves because he gets like shamed out of the town. Mm -hmm. Then he like comes back and has like this big um moment when he comes back where he becomes a hero. It was. It kind of had that feeling to it to win after, you know, being gone for so long and then coming back. Um, If you have a local small town bar that offers trivia night, I would definitely recommend checking it out, you know, pulling a team together and seeing where it goes. So
0: what would you say to someone that maybe isn't from a small town is a little sketched out by like dive bars or something like that? What would you say to them to like encourage them to check one of these places out or check out their local small town bar?
1: Like, they are they don't want to, like, go to the, the little hole-in-the-wall hole bar. Like, they're more used to, like, the big inner-city-type bar scene.
0: Yeah, or, like, more like the craft breweries or something like that.
1: I mean, I guess if you're one of those people that doesn't want to go there because you're afraid that they're not going to have beer you like. I mean, I know Grant, we're from Michigan, too, so they obviously have Two-Hearted and stuff, and... On tap but I'd say it's worth checking out. Like if you can put aside, you know, if you're a craft beer snob, if you can put aside not having your double or triple IPA or Imperial Stout or whatever, if you're someone who's more used to like the more poppy um, and hip new bars, maybe kind of going to one of these places. Cause we were, we were also kind of like the, the younger, People okay. when we showed up, like it was, you know, not to call people old and be disrespectful, but most of the people were like we 40s to 50s, to 50s and up, and then we were there and we were all in our 20s. So, um, yeah, I would just say, I guess, you know, check it out, throw a team together, and just see where it goes. Like, if you don't like it, it's it was free. It's free. It was free for us to play. Like you didn't have to yeah. buy in. So. I mean, really, all you're doing is you're just paying for your, your dinner and your drink. And most of those places, all the small town bars I've been in, their food all slaps. So you're probably going to get at least a good meal out of it.
0: Definitely. You, you know what's interesting? Just a side, like, kind of off-topic note that I was thinking of as we're talking about being, like, one of the younger groups. So something that we notice in going is, like, the the people that lived through this stuff – of the questions like obviously knew the questions and knew the answers but then for us as like younger groups to like get some of those questions right i think it just kind of shows like you had the people that lived through it versus the people that grew up with the internet and how like that's kind of shaped our knowledge too so we have access to information i think that was kind of that's kind of cool but yeah that's a side note but yeah i'd say there's a simplicity to small town bars that i want to encourage like the craft brewery person to go try and just go to small town bars every now and then like trust me i love my craft breweries my dream is to open up a craft brewery one day but i think there is a simplicity and a just a smallness to going to the small town small town bar that we typically miss out on but speaking of beers and speaking of bars it is time once again for our beer of the week Tyler, what is your beer of the week?
1: Um, actually this week I think I'm gonna actually be going with uh Miller Light. So obviously last week I s- kind of said that my favorite beer is Coors Banquet. Um basically the, the Bud heavy version of Young know, Coors. Or I guess what Budweiser is the Bud Light is what Coors Banquet is the Coors Light. But honestly, out of all the light beers, my favorite one is Miller Light. It used to be Bud Light for a while. And then I had a coworker when I worked at an auto parts store as well as one of my coworkers. Now they kind of they kind of wore me down on Miller Lite and switched my opinion. So I think out of all the light beers, it's probably got the best taste as well as, you know, obviously being a light beer, you can drink quite a few of them without having the side effects of if you drink like five or six craft beers, getting the the rot gut from it. So I'm going to actually go with Miller Lite this week as that's my a, beer of the week.
0: That's an interesting choice. Um, I don't hate Miller Lite, but it's definitely not my first choice to drink, but I respect respected of you. I think when I think of Miller Lite, I think small town bar, which is fine. So I'm going to go with the craft brewery side of things. Um, my beer of the week this week is D's nuts, Brown ale from Beards brewery. Uh, that is a brewery up in Petoskey, Michigan. And I remember, when I first found out about this beer, I thought it was a complete joke. <laughs> uh, but they do know what they're doing um, up there at Beards Brewery. I have had this beer before. Um, I didn't realize it when we were talking about it earlier this week, and we talked about how like there's a beer called this. Um, I was like, oh, I actually have had that. And I enjoy brown ales. Brown ales are definitely up there with being some of my favorite because they're not as dark as porters and stouts, but they aren't as light obviously as the other stuff. So to me, it's a nice in between where you can get a lot of flavor when a brown ale is done. Right. So I'm going to go with D's nuts, brown ale from beards brewery up in Petoskey, Michigan. Shout out to them. Uh, Go check out their beers.
1: Um, Brown ales are one of those beers too, because I like dark beer as well, but brown ales are like one of those things for me. They're kind of actually hit or miss with me because they're either in my opinion, they're really good. Like, shorts brewings bel air brown to me tastes like chocolate milk versus i've had rockford brewings brown ale the rogue river brown and that one i'm kind of like you know if there was literally any other dark beer on the menu i would order it besides this so yeah definitely kind of a hit or miss genre for me but i'll definitely have to check that one out
0: yeah brown ales are like one of the ones like like you said when i get a good brown ale it's in contention to be like my favorite type of beer and normally like I'd say stouts overall are my favorite type, but it's always up there and I'll have to share some more stouts this week. I was really torn between sharing another one that I've been having recently, but I'll save that for next week. Um, but yeah, what are you guys drinking? Let us know in the comments. Thank you guys for watching and listening to this episode. Make sure to like, and subscribe, share, Um, we'd love to see the platform grow and get to share more content with you guys. So thank you. Have a great week. Uh, I am Jay Wolf. And I'm Tyler. And so long.